0: Hello, I'm Kristen McDonald and welcome to Second Vision. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to speak to your loved ones on the other side? Well, if that's the case, then today's program will really interest you and you'll love my guest. Sandy Alimian is an author and a speaker. She is a spirit intuitive. She is a, I'm sorry, a, a spiritual medium. She is a life coach. Uh, She's a hypnotherapist. She has so many talents, I can't enumerate all of them. She's also a best-selling author and an international best-selling author. Uh, Two books of Congratulations, It's an Angel and What Was God Thinking? How many times have we thought that? (laughs) Sandy is also a co-author in the international bestseller Unwavering Strength, and I'm happy to say I'm in that book myself. So I'm doing a special series on people who have overcome amazing challenges and Sandy's story is really one of triumph over adversity about loss. So today, I hope you'll join us and stay tuned. Sandy, welcome. Are you in, in Florida now?
1: I am, yep. I'm in Florida for a few more days. I've been here since the, um, for about a month. And uh,
0: Great. So it's, it's a lot warmer yeah, there beautiful. than Boston, I understand, which is where you're from.
1: <laughs> it is all of today. All right, I can't complain about it. Today feels cold to me, and it's about... 68 or 70, I know, I know, I know. I get spoiled down
0: here. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, you do. I'm in California, so in here we're complaining when it's raining that it's cold. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. So, Sandy, you do so many wonderful things. I mean, let's start first. You know, I read your story in Unwavering Strength, and mm-hmm. I was so heartfelt over the loss of your daughter. You know, you want to start there and tell us about what happened?
1: Sure. Um, it's been 21 years now, um, but it was an experience that for me, Kristen, truly changed the trajectory of my life. If anyone would have told me ahead of time what I was going to go through back then, I would have said, no, sorry, don't pick me, I'm not strong enough. And I think that's why sometimes we don't know what we have to go through because um, we would probably choose a different path, but if I had chosen a different path, I wouldn't have received the growth and I wouldn't be where I am today with a mission helping other people. So it was with my second daughter, Talia. Um, I had my first daughter, Ariana, and then I had two miscarriages. And then my second daughter, Talia, was born with a one in a million disorder. Like it was, um, it affected her metabolic system. And so she would have seizures. And then her brain wasn't able to tell
0: the rest of her body what to do.
1: But oh, and this happened
0: early on when she was—that's when she had
1: the. Um, Well, she was full term, and we found out on day two when she wasn't. I couldn't, I couldn't get her to nurse,
0: and we were
1: really having Mm -hmm. a tough time waking her up. So we were still at the hospital Mm -hmm. in Boston. And on day two, they noticed these funny twitching movements in her head, and they sent her upstairs to the NICU unit. And they realized that she was having some seizures. And so that's when the whole journey began. But I gotta tell you, I've I've always been a positive person. And I knew that, oh, whatever it is, I knew I could I knew if I just thought positive enough, if I just sent her enough of my positive energy, I knew I could make her better. Yeah, and I thought I could control it. And so they started running a series of tests. And after about two and a half weeks, all the tests that she was that, that they had done for her came back normal, except for her EEG, which would show the the patterns of electrical activity in her brain, it just was not normal. And they called us into a meeting, and they said, you know, if she survives this newborn period, and that's a big if, because she was on life support at that point, because she couldn't breathe well on her own. They said, if she survives this newborn period, she will never, ever be able to walk or talk, breathe, eat on her own, communicate. Nothing. And that's a big if she survives the newborn period. And that was probably the biggest blow that I had felt. Oh,
0: I can't because, even imagine how yeah, devastating that must have felt.
1: It was because, you know, there were a lot of hopes and dreams that you have when you have a baby. And yes. when someone tells you, you know, no, it, it may not happen the way that you think. All, like, honestly, right. I, I even went into a part where I went to, okay, did I do something wrong? Did I cause this? Uh, Am I being punished? Am I not a course, good enough mom, Ariana? Yeah, it brought up all kinds of insecurities of and questions. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, sure. Um, I mean, I, I I know that a this gal friend of mine years ago lost a baby from crib death, and that was so devastating. Mm. You know, just a young child like that. I mean, how old was your daughter when she when she eventually passed? She, she ended
1: up dying at thirty-one days old. Yep.
0: Thirty-one days. Oh my God!
1: Yeah, and and you know, Kristen, I, I because I've done so much growth and so much healing around it, I can so see that her little soul um, chose this experience with me, not to, not to hurt me, not to destroy me, but her soul actually did it for me, so that I could be completely broken down because I was. I was completely broken down, completely broken open of
0: course who but, wouldn't be
1: and what I found though what I found right in the midst of my brokenness I found something that couldn't ever be broken and that was my soul and my connection to spirit
0: and your spirit isn't that beautiful yeah. I was just discussing this with a friend of mine who's totally blind uh, born blind from birth and he's had an amazing life and we were talking about the the things that have happened to us because of our blindness is the positive things that that we might have never experienced or the people that we've met as a result of it. So, uh, you know, when Mm -hmm. I was reading your story and I saw that that acted as a catalyst, I mean, it's the saddest thing in the world. You would have never chosen that, but with your attitude and your spiritual growth, you chose a different path.
1: Well, and I truly believe, again, now, when I was in the pain, I couldn't understand any of this. But now with all the growth and the transformation, I truly believe that within every experience, within every painful experience, within every challenge, within every breakdown, is a, there's a gift in it. And when we're in the pain, yeah, we can't see the gift. It's, it's only when there's a little bit of time and space and healing we can go, oh, my God, look at how I've grown. Look at the gifts that this experience has given to me. And then you can't be a victim to it anymore.
0: No, I know. I know it's true. And you make a completely different connection with the world as a result of it. But oh it's a choice. Well, it's an attitude choice.
1: It's, it's definitely a choice. And, and the connection that I also made was to another world, was to the world of spirit, where I yes. never thought I would, never, ever thought I would um, have that, ever. I mean, I never thought I would become a medium, ever, ever, ever What were ever, you doing ever. before? Oh, I was so stressed out. In a, I was in a corporate job. I was... Um, I was first a buyer for a toy company called Child World. We had 180 stores around the country. And then I left that and I went into sales in the toy industry. And I, I made great money, but I was always stressed, Kristen. And this kind of... Um, I That can lead me, to
0: uh, just, just a breakdown so of your, your body and your soul. hmm
1: Yeah. And I was five years before this happened, I had started communicating with my angels through my writing and I was never warned about what I was going to go through and I understand why I wasn't. But um, when Talia was in the hospital, writing with my angels and writing, having conversations with God through my writing, that kept my head above water because every time I would go into a conversation through my writing with God or with the angels, I would get these downloads of death is not the end, you know, you're going to be creating something beautiful out of this experience. Back then, I couldn't see how. I just was getting, okay, something's going to come out of this. I didn't know what. But, um yeah, and that connection has been so strengthened in the last 20 years. It's you know, been beautiful.
0: That is so beautiful because you just reminded me, and when I read your biography, I, I thought back to this myself, and I, I even have something similar to that in my workbook, but years ago, I read a beautiful book, and I'm trying to think of the name but I think it was relating to your angels and it was, it wasn't conversations mm. with God because that was a I did a talk show on that one, but it was something to that effect, which I started doing that, and I used to think it was kind of silly, but a girlfriend of mine and I took it on together as a project, and you know some of the most beautiful things came from it because really it's prayer you know it, it, mm-hmm. i mean it, it just boils down to basically you talking to your your higher powers and um and it really it really did help me.
1: And, and, you know, I was doing some writing this morning and I was in a conversation with God in my writing. And, and in my second book, What Was God Thinking? That's my, that is a two year conversation that I had with God about everything in my life. And one thing that, that one message that I kept getting through the writing was, I am you, you are me, and we are one. And so this morning in my conversation with God, I said, you know, um, as I'm in this conversation, like am I am I making this up? No, this is Christian. This is twenty years of me doing this writing. And this morning, there's just a thought came to me. Like, okay, am I really talking to you, God? And God said, "Remember, through your whole the whole book that you wrote, I am you. You are me. We are one. I am, you are an extension of me. So where I realize we are not separate from our higher power. It is a higher frequency. Oh no, God lifestyle. is within all. So of us. We are not separate. Absolutely.
0: Yep. You no, know, like like Wayne Dreyer practiced that so beautifully. Yes. Yeah. God is everywhere. It's it's God is within all of us, at least that is my belief, you know. I, I thought it was very and, interesting too before we um I don't want to digress, but I want to mention to the listeners at some point that uh you have two family members with retinitis pigmentosa. I do. Mhm. That was also a challenge, having two sisters who who were born with a condition that would cause them to go blind.
1: Yeah, there's five girls in our family, I'm the youngest, and the second oldest and the middle one. um, Both were diagnosed with RP. I want to say in their 30s, and they are amazing. They're amazing sources of inspiration. They're both amazingly creative, and they use humor to, um, you know, to laugh. Deliver their, level, their message. Not to make fun of it, but yes, absolutely. Because you know yeah. when you're going through when you're going through something, you can either feel victimized by it and stay in a very absolutely low negative energy, or you can find you can find something if you look for it. You can find something that can help either humor you is that
0: everything or
1: someone else. Absolutely,
0: and laughter is the greatest healer. You can tell your sisters that the name of my chapter in the book on wavering strength is "A Hundred Blind Dates." So they'll they'll get a good
1: kick out of that. <laughs> That's adorable. One of my sisters was yeah. telling me the other day that she was um, at a conference with her husband, and you know, Penny always has to hold on to Ricky's arm when they're walking. And so they were they were watching this um, man give a speech, and so it was dark in the room. And so as they were leaving, Penny was holding on to Ricky's arm as they're walking out of the conference room, and then she had a thought. I don't remember him wearing this kind of a shirt. <laughs> you know, when oh, to oh, she's the with the wrong person.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I've had so many funny things like that. Uh, it's hysterical! She's I love it. I love it. Beautiful, beautiful people. That's wonderful. So you, you know, you already grew up with some adversity in your family, some challenges that you had to to, to deal with. But, but obviously, you made the the very best you could of the loss, you know, that you endured with your, you know, thirty one day year old infant, which must have been just devastating. So you know, in the beginning of your chapter you talked about finding the love of your life and how you were still searching. And so it's kind of a beautiful story. Do you want to do you wanna tell our listeners what happened?
1: Oh sure. Would Brian read? Yes. Yeah, so um, I had I had been divorced for about 14, 13, 14 years, and I was dating, you know, through those years. And I really wanted to find that, you know, that one true soulmate. And I decided I was going to surrender the whole thing. And so I wrote a letter, and I said to, um, I wrote it to my soulmate. I didn't know where he was. I didn't know who he was. I just said to my love, and then I wrote a letter. And I said, this is what it's going to be like when we're together, This is what it's going to feel like. We're going to really get each other. We're going to make each other laugh. We're going to love traveling. Our families will love each other. And then my next letter was to God. And I said, God, this is what I want. Apparently, I don't know how to do the relationship corner of my life because nothing had been working. And I said, I surrender this completely to you. I trust and I surrender it. And if I need to be alone until I find this person, then I will. And I had been off and on in a relationship, and it was one of those one of our off periods that I had written a letter and ended up back in the relationship. It ended again in April, and I said to God, okay, I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to take a year off, and I'm just going to spend it with you. I'm not even going to look for a soulmate. And then four days later, Brian walked into my life, and his part of the story was while I was writing my letter to God and to my soulmate, Brian was, um, pretty much spent his life in the hospital because his wife had had a brain aneurysm. And for seven months, um, she was in a non responsive, uh, state in the hospital. And so she oh, ended my up goodness. Mm-hmm. So that was happening for him in his life. Yep. And so after she passed, um, he had opened up one of her emails. The same from the same metaphysical bookstore that he had been deleting all of these emails for seven months from her iPad because he was just trying to keep emails current. Hit delete, 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 delete. delete. And then after she passed, he received another one of those emails from this place, um, a metaphysical bookstore, Uplifting Connections. And something inside of him had, had said, open the email. And so he did. And it was for my program, Messages from Heaven. And he said, okay, Raquel, that was his wife's name. He said, I guess you want me to go talk to you through this medium. And so he came to the event. She came through beautifully for him. And then a week later, he came for a private session, and we realized, oh, my God, this is a setup.
0: (laughs) And And it's so so beautiful.
1: Yeah, so many coincidences of our lives. Um, Yeah, it was just amazing. So we know that my daughter and his wife in spirit sort of brought Got together, together. And, and don't both and of your same. sons
0: have the same name and same age or something
1: yeah, so my son Austin was born exactly one year and one day after Talia was born and so now my Austin is now 20 and Brian also has a son Austin it's crazy and one of his, one of Raquel's that's very that's is really Roxy. a
0: coincidence
1: so one of Raquel's nicknames is Roxy and
0: that's my mother's name Roxy so yeah oh, I have so a friend right with the name so Roxy. The Roxy that's so cute what story, what a beautiful love story now tell me you. you were you were already working then as a medium for how long when Brian came to you at the conference
1: Uh oh, has it had been
0: nineteen years nineteen years, okay, so tell us how that evolved i mean I'm very interested in that subject, and I'm sure the people people listening today are what is it, sure. tell me what it's like to connect with someone on the other side and what your experience started out, you know, when you, when you became a medium and what it's like now.
1: Well, it wasn't like one day I woke up and I uh, was all of a sudden a medium, it didn't happen that way to me. Like a lot of mediums say, well, they had a car accident or a near death experience. And then boom, they had the ability. It wasn't so in my case. It was after Talia had died. I am a Sagittarius. And so I'm very curious, very inquisitive. I had so many questions, Kristen, and I needed to know, okay, what is death what is this what happens after you die what is this thing called spirit and can you communicate with it and if so how do you do that and so i went on a journey and i sat in spirit circle i went to england and did some intensive training i was still getting messages through my writing i was getting some from talia i was getting more from god and i found that i had an ability Not just to receive messages through my writing, but I had an ability to hear and see and feel things that most people didn't. And I say that I don't say that they couldn't. I say that they didn't because it is my firm belief that every single one of us here is a medium. Um, those that do it for work happen to have, you know, more practice, um, doing it. So when I connect with spirit, I hear and I feel and I see things. I don't, not with my eyes open, but When I so it's interesting, wow, interesting, Kristen. For me to see spirit, for me to see messages, I have to close my eyes. How crazy is that? I just it just dawned on me that here we are talking about visually impaired. Um, right, because when I have my eyes open and I do my work, I get too distracted. So, a lot of times I'll close my eyes and I can see better and I can feel more and hear more when I close my eyes. Wow, that's kind of cool.
0: You know it's very, very interesting. They have accounts yeah. of people who have gone to the other side, they say who are totally blind in this life and can see in you know that they they've been able to see in the next life. I've seen programs on this it's It's pretty bizarre
1: definitely. We'll think about it right when um the, so many things can happen to this body, so yeah, for this physical body, someone can lose their eyesight, they can lose their hearing, they can lose their mind. They can lose their health, they can lose a limb. And when they die, it's like they unzip from their body and they exist as pure soul energy again. And in the soul energy nothing's missing. So it's not like you grow up. No, we home, are all it's, energy, it's pure energy. That's what we started from. It's where we started from and it's what we go it's what we remember again. We re- yeah. remember. The, we re- remember ourselves as whole.
0: The body is really and just so, a vessel.
1: It's like the car that we drive, right? It's the car that you yeah. drive. The car can get an accident. It can get dinged. It can get a new paint job. It can get old. Yeah. But your soul, your spirit, nothing can harm the spirit. Nothing can harm. Your soul doesn't get damaged, and your soul, your spirit doesn't die. The body dies.
0: Now, just to challenge you, how do you know that you're actually communicating with, and you've had years of this, of course, and and we could have a whole other show on it, but how do you know that it's not just messages that you're hearing yourself in prayer or in thought that you kind of, oh, that sounds right, or I'm communicating, or, you know, that it's just your free-flowing thoughts? and that you're actually communicating. I mean, you, you've obviously had incidences to prove this over time.
1: Oh, my goodness. Yeah, well, it's because it's not just general stuff that I give to people. I mean, it's... it's you
0: get specific. Most of...
1: Oh, my goodness. It yeah. could be like a date. It could be, you know, names. It could be the, ta- the kind of tattoo that they have that, that you can't see.
0: You know, or it could be. Yeah, no, um, no I understand. because I, mean, I, I spoke with an intuitive once who knew something about my grandmother with her tea leaves. That she used to read tea leaves, and, and she was talking to me about my eyes and tea leaves, and I was so blown away because I, you know, I don't do that very often, but somebody said, Oh, this is a great psychic in Long Island, and she's really known for her powers. And, and I, I was sitting here getting the chills saying, My God, nobody would have known that about my grandmother. You know, that she was right. Icelandic and that she used to serve tea and scones.
1: Oh, very cool. Yeah, and the thing is, sometimes, yeah. sometimes, as a medium, sometimes we get general messages. And, like, I I give what I get. Um And right. like, there was one time I was working with a woman whose husband had passed. And the first thing he said through me was, honey, please don't worry about not going to the cemetery. Don't feel guilty about that. Now, that's a very common thing that I hear. It feels very general to me. But I had to give it to her. Well, this woman started sobbing. And she said, "Timmy, you don't know how profound that it's because every day, every day for two months, I was going to the cemetery to visit my husband. And the last two weeks, I didn't, and I've been feeling so guilty. And then he said this, Kristen, it was so adorable. He said, honey, if you go to the cemetery, I go to the cemetery. If you don't go to the cemetery, I don't go to the cemetery. It was so cute. What he oh, was that's funny. Was. <laughs> Isn't that so cute? Because he was saying, so I'm not funny. there, he, my, my body he's not there. Be there, but yeah. I'm not
0: there. Yes. That's the way I've always felt about grave sites, uh, because I know it's a place to honor, but I, I believe that the, the spirit has moved on, so. hmm
1: So let me, I, yeah. what I will share is this. When I'm connecting for other people, it's so much easier for me, because I don't typically know the person, I'm not attached right. to them, I don't know their story. Right. I don't know about their life, and so whatever I'm getting, whatever I'm seeing, yeah, whatever I'm getting or whatever I'm seeing, I just give it, and it will make sense to them. It doesn't have to make sense to me. When I connect with yes. my own dad in spirit, I'm like, oh, that's where it gets hard for me as a medium. When I'm connecting with my own people, because well, I of know course, what my dad would course. say. I know my dad's voice. So when I'm getting messages from my dad, that's where that little ego part goes. Oh is that just what I wanted to hear, and then I feel like I'm my own client because
0: that's what my clients say. Is that what I just wanted to hear right right <laughs> yeah well, tell okay, us about is your hypnotherapy that. practice mm. is, is so this when you when you when you do hypnotherapy is that how you connect people with their loved ones or that's totally different?
1: No, I don't use hypnosis I use a different um I use a different technique well uh, the hypnosis that I use. I use it primarily for past life regression and mm-hmm. it's very powerful especially when working with someone who's gone through a loss and they want to um, look into past lives. They mm-hmm. can also see different lifetimes that they've had with their loved one, and what that does for them, it helps them to, to know, oh my god, we keep traveling together again and again and we will continue. To travel together again and again. It's beautiful. It's really beautiful. And what's beautiful is um, there's, there are these soul reunions that I bring people into that are so healing. It's just. It's really fantastic. And then uh, two or three years ago, because doing the grief work, Kristen was. It can get very heavy. So I did something that I've always wanted to do. I learned how to do comedy stage hypnosis.
0: Oh, yes, I was going to ask you about that. That just fascinates me because oh, I've, I've been doing, you know, funny keynotes myself, and I, I love using humor as a vehicle to inspire people. So so tell us about that.
1: Oh, it's, it's absolutely hysterical. I mean, I've always been comfortable on stage anyway. And so to have people, you know, to, to help them to go into a place in their mind where they're just very suggestive, And they don't embarrass themselves. They wouldn't do anything on stage that they normally wouldn't do. But there's funny skits that I have people do. People in the audience are laughing hysterically. And I will never forget, I was doing a fundraiser, and it was probably one of the best ones that I had done. The whole audience was laughing hysterically the whole time. I had a woman that came up to me from the audience after the whole show was done, and she looked at me with this serious face, and she said, that was the best night out I've had in a long time. You have no idea how much I needed that. And then that's great. It, it struck me that I can help people to heal whether I'm bringing a message through from their loved one on the other side or I'm helping sure. them to laugh. Both are healing. Sure. It's just fun. It's
0: can fun. you can you share some of our, your stick before we wind up today? Some of your, your funny anecdotes?
1: Oh uh, well sometimes it's it's um I customize it depending on the audience.
0: Yes, uh, I know. I know what it's like. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I I did one in uh, Antigua at Sandals. Uh huh. I actually have a, um, a video on YouTube about this one. And one of the participants, I hypnotized her that she was in who wants to meet who wants to be a millionaire, and it was her final question for one million dollars. And she couldn't say the word Sandals. And the question for one million dollars was, "What resort are we staying in?" And she was... <laughs> was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh she was no. Stuttering. Kept saying she was getting so frustrated, she she not like she was, it was adorable. Like, so that's the power of the mind, you know. If, if when you're yes. in that relaxed state, you can take on that suggestion yes. that you can't say a word or you forget, you forget the number six or you can't find your belly button or you know, yeah, you're yes, yes. the world's greatest dancer. It's just it's so fun,
0: yeah. Uh, you have a brain freeze for a moment,
1: yeah, exactly. So, I have people. I yeah. have people not be able to find certain body parts, or you know. Sometimes I'll bring out a teddy bear, and the teddy bear is you know talking to only to that person, and they're the only one that can hear it. It's just, it's fun. It's so fun.
0: Oh, it's very fun. So, are you now traveling the country, speaking and and writing? And
1: I've been spending a lot of time here in Naples. I'm working on a um, on an online course um, around grief and spirit connection. So that should be coming out within the next month. And I'm also working on a new coaching program Mm -hmm. to help people um, give birth to a gift that they want to share in the world or if they want to write their story to, you know, help them declutter their mind so that they can birth whatever they want to or grow their business or, you know, really find a way so that they can live out loud.
0: Decluttering is very, very important. Purging your feelings and decluttering your mind just like your office or your home and Speaking of which, I, I know I have to do with RPs to get to my closet this week. <laughs> my New Year's resolution, one of them. Mm-hmm. Well, Sandy, you're, you're so fascinating with, with uh, your background and what you're doing and your, your beautiful story of how you overcame loss. But we'll have to wind down today. But I'd love you to tell the audience a little bit more about where they can access your books and any other information you'd like to, to share.
1: Oh, sure. They can find either book on Amazon. Uh, Again, it's congratulations, it's an angel, and what was God thinking? Um, Or they can go to my website, which is com.
0: Wonderful. Well, I'm very taken by the the things that we spoke about today, about not just spiritual growth, about speaking to those you love on the other side and speaking to God and, and just staying positive. It's an attitude choice. And, you know, the glass is always half full. So, Sandy, thank you so much for sharing your beautiful background and story today. And for those of you listening, I'm Krista McDonald for Second Vision, and I hope you'll check out Sandy's website. Thanks for listening. I'm Kristen McDonald.